So with the final score here of Wrexham 1, Dartford 3. Uh, we'll go through the podcast and the summary of the game. Well, Wrexham introduced Dan Backman into the side, uh, dropping John Flat. Blaine Hudson was back in the side as well. And uh, a partnership up front of Andy Bishop and Wes York. But an early setback and after early pressure from Wrexham and dominating the game, playing it around the Dartford 18-yard box, it was Dartford that took the lead. It was a, a breakaway and a ball over the top that found Tom Crawford, who was being held up by Manny Smith, but gave him far too much room. He, in the end, he found his way through to his brother, Elliot Bradbrook, who uh, struck a left-footed shot past Dan Bachman. An absolutely quality finish to give the visitors the lead. And Wrexham from then were shell-shocked, to say the least, as Dartford came back at them and Luke Daly uh, finding some space again in the 18-yard in the, uh, box. Uh, his shot was fired straight at Backman, who made a good save down low to his left. It took 20 minutes for Wrexham to have their first shot of the game, and it came in the form of skipper Joe Clark. And when uh, Jason Brown, the former Blackburn Rovers and Wales goalkeeper, came charging out of his goal, the ball found its way to Joe Clark on the halfway line, who was tempted by the crowd to shoot. He obliged, and his shot was nowhere near the goal from the halfway line. Bishop had a fantastic chance from a corner when uh, Blaine Hudson flicked it down and it found its way to uh, Wrexham's number 10 who's been in fantastic form of late and his header from point blank range was saved by Brown. Dartford came back at Wrexham and Gareth McCauley having a, a great opportunity and then came uh, a moment to, that perhaps changed the flow of the game and it was a double save by Jason Brown. Ball found its way through to Andy Bishop at the back post, who did well. Brown at full strength, at full stretch, tipped it away. In came James Pearson from right back, and Brown somehow kept the man on loan from Leicester at bay. Well, Harris uh, had to be dragged out of the action after a couple of knocks to the head. What the second was uh, quite serious. He didn't recover from that one. In came Rob Evans, who immediately changed the, the tempo of the midfield really and was playing some passes around and was you know really starting to lift Wrexham towards the end of the first half with Connor Jennings uh, trying his <laughs> luck from from long range but not really troubling the goalkeeper and uh, after Wes York found himself in behind the Dartford defence the ball bobbling all over the pitch his left footed shot was wide of the goal well, the second half then, and again, it took a good 20 minutes for anything to really happen. Mark Carrington uh, was brought off for Louis Maltz, but uh, just a couple of minutes later, Dartford effectively won the game, and it was Roy McCauley with a free header from the corner that uh, sailed into the top corner, giving Dan Bachman no chance. Only three minutes later, though, when Wrexham had pulled one back. The substitute, Louis Malt, found himself in a bit of space. And after James Pearson's long throw-in wasn't cleared by Dartford, a half-volley nestled into the bottom corner. But uh, Dartford came back at Wrexham and pegged them back with uh, Elliot Bradbrook causing problems and dictating the tempo of the midfield. And his shot from 25 yards was just wide. Well, with time ticking away, Blaine Hudson nearly turned into a hero when uh, the ball sailed through into the 18-yard box at a composed volley from the big centre-half 
was saved by Jason Brown. So with the score at 2-1, heading into the final minute into injury time, and Wrexham started to really put the pressure on Dartford with Jennings having a shot after a, a long free kick from Ashton was flicked on by Hudson. And Jennings' half-attempted uh, overhead kick was wide and uh, Manny Smith had a golden opportunity. And after going a few games with a couple of goals, his header was saved by Brown after Pearson had picked him out. But then in the final action of the game, and what a way to confirm the win and take three points all the way down back to Dartford. And it was Tom Bradbrook, after his brother had scored, you know, the, the defence just sort of opened up like the parting of the Red Sea, really. And it found Tom Bradbrook, who, <laughs> to be fair, if I was there, I was thinking exactly the same thing. Curl this one. And he did, from the edge of the area, giving Dan Backman absolutely no chance the Dartford bench erupted into raptures and uh, took all three points back to Dartford. And Carl, it's, we've been sat up here and we've been frustrated from the sixth minute when Dartford took the lead to the 90th minute where they scored a spectacular winner. And it just didn't really get going for Wrexham, did it, this afternoon? No, it didn't. And <laughs> we've been using the word frustrated, frustration during commentary a lot. And that's what Dartford came to do. They had a game plan, they executed it perfectly, I think, as well. Take nothing away from them. They played their part here today, and they deserved the three points, in all honesty. Um, did we do enough to get anything out of the game? I'm not so sure. We, we, we looked very creative going forward, and we were getting ourselves into what looked like promising positions, but people were taking their time about making decisions, and people were choosing the wrong runs into the box maybe and in the end at the end of the day it's it's that type of thing where where if the, if the ball's not going to run for you it's not going to run for you you know you've got to you've got to make your own luck so to speak this wasn't unlucky this was just just the fact that Dartford just did better than us on the day at, at executing a game plan I don't think it was today that anyone had a bad game no for Wrexham Carl I, I, I don't think you can say that but a lot of the players out there for Exxon, blew hot and cold throughout. Connor Jennings would, you know, do a great bit of work, go on a good dribble, beat a few men, and then a poor pass. Or, you know, he'd work so hard to win the ball back, and then he'd stop on the ball and allow himself to be tackled. Joe Clark, for every good pass he did, he did a bad pass. For Andy Bishop, you know, was isolated up top. Louis Malt, similarly, was introduced, scored a goal straight away. For every good thing Louis Malt did, he'd make a poor decision. It was one of those where we weren't bad, I thought, throughout the game. You know, it was. It, it all comes down to decision making, doesn't it? It does, and um, that a lot of it was the, the. You've hit the nail on the head. Bad decision making. I mean, people were sort of freezing on the ball, second guessing themselves, and some. I was watching through our videos the other day of player interviews, and Blaine Hudson said something that I got told when I was playing football. And it was his advice to Ross White. The first thing that comes into your head is usually the right thing to do. Mm. Today, too many players were thought of the first thing that came yeah. into the head, then thought, ah, actually, I'll do something else. Yeah. And that's where it, it fell apart. The, too many people froze on the ball. And, and Dartford, they pressed really well. And they pressed high. And they had two banks of four. Set out to frustrate as they left the two up top, whose movement was fantastic to get him in and behind uh, Smith and Hudson time and time again. It made life really difficult for them. 
does Kevin Wilkins' team selection be called into question this afternoon? You know, from from my personal football philosophy, and don't take take that seriously by any means, <laughs> but my football philosophy is you don't change a winning team. Now, I know we play in the FA Trophy, which some people call, you know, take it seriously or don't take it seriously. But, um, you know, dropping John Flack and introducing Dan Bachman, could that be called into question? You know, starting Wes York up top with Andy Bishop where Louis Malt is pushed to the bench, you know, after a 2-0 win, Andy Bishop scoring in midweek, partnering, being partnered by Louis Mont. Does it come into question Wilkins' team selection? I know, I know Hudson, you would want back in the side, especially after Ross White got a bump on the head and just to keep him on the bench to be safe. That, that one, you know, I, I can deal with. But is, is the selection into question today? Um, you can see why he made the ch- changes. I mean, Daniel Bachman's done well when called upon. Mm. Um, come back from injury against Bristol Rovers, kept a clean sheet, made some good saves. John Flat's done well, don't get me wrong. I mean, whether that was... A, 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 I haven't actually seen John Flat at all today. I know he has re-signed, but I haven't actually physically seen him. So whether he's here or not, whether the paperwork's gone through, maybe that's a decision with that, I don't know. But it, it kind of makes sense to me if we've got Daniel Bachman. He is probably... I don't want to measure the players, but he is probably the best goalkeeper. Yeah, um, he's got to play. Um, secondly, I mean, when it when it comes to uh, Louis Malt, I can see why he'd play York and Bishop together. They've done so well together when they've played as a partnership. Um, whereas it's taken a little bit longer for Malt and Bishop to gel together. Um, yes and no with that question. Then I mean, you can see why the decisions have been made. Whether they, they obviously didn't work today, so many people will, will probably cite that as a as a, as a additional reason for the, for the defeat. But again, it's it's one of them. I think players have got to take responsibility their role in the team. If they've they've worked hard all week to win the jersey, they need to perform on a match day. There's a lot of hard work to do, isn't there, Carl? Because I know it's a few weeks away yet, but there's still talk. You know, you can't get away from it in the media for the third round FA Cup tie at Stoke there's a couple of games between now and then there's a lot of hard work to do because if we play like that at the Britannia we're going to get turned over aren't we yeah the, the league games are more important I mean Stoke is, is, is a payday at the end of the day and hopefully that money can be used to strengthen the squad yeah. and, and work on what we've got and, and offer players that we want to keep next season contracts now we've got one player in contract in the summer one that's that's the worst it's ever been for, for a long time since we've been in the contract co- conference. So, you know, Stoke's a payday, and it's it's good good that it's come around. We've had a good gate for the Grimsby game. Um, we've had a few other good. Uh, we've had good commercial activity this year. So, you know, the mon- the money's there. It's coming in, and we, uh, is it a thousand more trust members just from that game? Yeah. But yeah, if they get, it, it, as far as the game goes, if they go and play that like that again. Yeah, they are going to get turned over Stoke players. But, you know, you're on the big stage, aren't you? Man, I matched today. Um, real, real tough decision. Um, I think Blaine Hudson, he did really, he was solid enough at the back. He got forward. He was. He seemed to have a lot of drive and determination to... 
um, get the team back into the game. I mentioned in the commentary as well that there was three or four players that sort of got the bit between the teeth that you know they they, they looked like they were trying to urge things and get things moving. Clark, Evans were, were, were two of those. But Hudson seemed to really have something about him today and that takes a lot for me to give him man of the match as well because I was critical of him when he first arrived and at the beginning of the season and being a centre-back myself, I always sort of look at what I do in certain situations. I wasn't, that, I wasn't very good, that's the difference. <laughs> but but um, he made good decisions, he got into promising positions going forward as well and for that reason he's man of the match. Yeah, I would, I would have to agree with you there. I think maybe the other one that I would... Uh I would perhaps throw into the hat was Neil Ashton. I thought he had a fantastic game today, which is good to see because at the start of the season, I thought you know his form was very, very poor. Rocky you know? again, yeah, and he's he's got confidence from from Tuesday night's goal. It was it was absolutely fantastic. Again, disappointing today that work down the left hand side between Jennings and Ashton that looked so promising against Southport just wasn't there today. So with a final score of Wrexham one, Dartford three. We've been Carl Hogan and Alex Taylor for the Wrexham Supporters Association commentary live on Wrexham Play.